Welcome to your personal bank. Over the next hour, host Ference Telf will teach you how to grow your funds safely, reduce taxes, and create positive arbitrage. Now, here is your host, Ference. Welcome to the Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ference. There are a number of reasons to be encouraged that things are starting to change in the right direction, and mostly because as the majority of people are starting to wake up. The silent majority is starting to wake up and realize, hey, the direction that our countries, particularly Western countries, are going with the leadership that we have in these countries are dead wrong, and that needs to be fixed and changed. So the latest reason to be encouraged is the European farmers. So the European farmers have been protesting. It started in France, and the reason that they were protesting green energy incentives that were going to essentially cause their businesses, their farming businesses, to be far more difficult, far more expensive. But on top of that, the EU's nature restoration law, they called it, was setting up legally binding Green New Deal targets for member states that they would have to restore at least 20% of the land and sea areas by 2030. In other words, up to 20% would not be able to be used for farming or producing agriculture, food for people, and that type of thing. Also included an obligation for 4% of farmland to lie fallow or remain out of productive use. So if you add that together, it's like 24% of total land that would have to be not used for agricultural purposes. Well, this agriculture reduction of land flies in the face of logic especially right now with Europe facing rising food prices and competition from you know, like cheap food imports and things like that that affect the European farmers. Look, farmers raise our food. Food is the most basic necessity that human beings have. And for these quote-unquote conservationists, and they're, they're really not that, these Green New Deal radicals is what many of them are, to try to reduce food production is beyond ridiculous for thriving as human beings in every way you can imagine, not just economic. I mean, you need food to live. And the more abundant food is, the more cost-effective it is, the more beneficial it's going to benefit many people, particularly poorer people. It'll also benefit your economy and everything like that. In fact, this is the part that's so ironic and by the way, I, I don't share this very often, but I have a degree in agronomy. Agronomy is crop and soil science. I grew up on a farm. I went to college, like I said, got a degree in agronomy. And my first job out of college was working for the conservation service. I developed, designed erosion control structures, waterways, terrace, terraces, ponds, things like that to help reduce erosion. That was an admirable goal because if your land erodes too much, it obviously becomes less productive. There was government subsidies involved for that in helping landowners reduce the amount of erosion they had on their land to produce more and obviously not fill up the rivers and lakes with silt and that type of thing. Also, I felt like I was accomplishing something positive. Now, this goes back several decades because I worked in northwestern Missouri, which happened to be among the top five counties in the United States that had the highest level of erosion. 
And the reasons behind it are technical. I won't bore you with the details. But the bottom line is with the weather patterns and the type of soil that that part of the country has, erosion is a big problem. And it's a kind of a rolling hilly kind of area. And so erosion has always historically been a very difficult problem in those areas. Again, I felt like I was accomplishing something positive, one of those rare things that the government actually does in a positive way to help reduce erosion, make these farms more productive, less erosion, less, you know, more productive in the long run, less silt and stuff like that going into the rivers and lakes and such like that, like I said earlier. The problem is then the government, of course, taking something that was actually good, they passed something called the 95 Farm Bill. What that boils down to is just much like this EU effort that we're seeing now, this, this 95 Farm Bill was an early effort in that area. The idea behind it sounded good. That's the thing. Government is really good at doing that, thinking, making things sound good when they're really not. The purpose of the 95 Farm Bill was to reduce erosion throughout the country, and they wanted to reduce erosion by 95%. That's why they called it the 95 Farm Bill by 1995. The problem they had is the level of planning effort was absolutely impossible to accomplish with the staff that the Soil Conservation Service had at the time. Even if they had ramped up their staff by tenfold, there would have been no way that the goals that had to be accomplished by the law would be accomplished in that the time frame that was given, which was only like a couple of years, So, just so you know. So, of course, like any government bureaucracy, faced with an impossible goal, what do they do? Do they tell Congress or whoever passed the law that this is an impossible and ridiculous goal? No. Do they say they had to have more staff or to accomplish this goal? No. What did they do? They, they told us in the field, understand, when I designed an erosion control structure, I would go out and survey the field and work with the landowner and design something that made sense for them, and we worked together as partners. I enjoyed that part of it. No, what they said was, we don't have time for any of that anymore. Just draw up a plan, have the landowner come into the office, sign off of, on it, and then the government will give their portion of the money to, say, help pay for the terraces or the ponds or whatever it was we were doing. We were not supposed to go out in the field again, even look at it, or even talk to the, the farmer. Just give them a plan and have them sign off so they could get their money. This was the only way the Soil Conservation Service was going to accomplish that goal in the time frame. Well, I had a real problem with that because it was, again, nothing more than a government giveaway, frankly, and accomplished absolutely nothing, yet they could then sign off. And by the way, later, they ended up later doing that. My issue was I went to my manager, explained my issues. He basically told me there was nothing he could do about it. And it really came to a head one day. When I sat down with a farmer who had been on his farm for multiple generations, he was in his 70s. I was fresh out of college. And he, in essence, said to me, looked at me in the face, he says, you mean you young whippersnapper are going to tell me what to do with my land that I've been farming for 50 years. My pappy and my grandpappy's been farming it for their entire lives. You're going to tell me what to do with my land and you've never even seen it? I looked at him and I said, sir, you're exactly, absolutely correct. I signed off on his thing, allowed him to get what he needed, went to my manager, gave my notice, and I was out of there. 
I wasn't going to be a part of something that was so bogus and was just, again, nothing more than a government giveaway. And understand, this was in the 90s, folks. This was in the early 90s. It's so, so much worse today. But that's a personal example of what I saw early on with these farmers in Europe were dealing with and what they're face, facing fighting the EU. And folks, why should we care? It's, it's here. They're doing the same types of things here. Now, here's the encouraging part. Here's the encouraging part. The farmers, if you haven't seen it, you should go online. You can see some of the videos. The French, again, started, the French farmers started the protests. It rapidly swept Europe. But the French have a, a passion or a flair for protesting. I mean, they were literally throw, you know, shooting manure onto government buildings. It's amazing to watch some of the things that they did. So it's interesting and fun to watch. But here's the beauty of it. They won. The farmers won. The, B, the EU has backed down, and they've won pretty much on every, every point that they were trying to, that they were protesting on. There's now talk that the farmers are going to create a political party. In Europe, they have a different system. There's lots of parties. But to ensure that this type of thing never happens again, where you have top-down governmental bureaucrats dictating to them what can and can't be done, with their farms and producing foods. And by the way, here's the, here's the worst part of it at all. And I saw this back in the 90s when I worked for the Soil Conservation Service. Folks, the best conservationists are farmers themselves. They know their land. Like that old man told me who had worked his land for 50 years. They know their land better than anyone else. They want their land to be productive also. In fact, they have a vested interest in it more than anyone else. It's their way of life. It's their economic method of living. It's how they take care of their family. Why wouldn't they want their land to be productive? They're the best conservationists out there. They are proactive in doing things and dealing with things to make sure their land stays that way. We should listen to the farmers, not some bureaucrat in Washington or the EU who doesn't know anything about it, probably never stepped foot on a farm. Must let, must let understand anything about it, just like that old man told me. Why should we listen to those quote-unquote experts that don't have a freaking clue what they're doing? The farmers were right. Well, these kinds of things are coming here because the latest Biden uh, administration action, their climate rules are cracking down on now on manufacturing, ignoring industry warnings of economic devastation. They're cra- the EPA, they're using them to crack down on the levels of fine particulate matter to some of the lowest levels in the world. These stronger standards are designed to keep the air cleaner and healthier and all that. We already have some of the cleanest, healthiest air in the world. That's a fact. And the agency, this is what I find ironic, they said no, they may notice that themselves have stated that clean air has decreased or increased. Levels of fine particulates have decreased 42% since 2000. Then they go on and try to say that U.S. domestic product has increased 52%. They're trying to connect the two. The two have nothing to do with each other. So they're using some economic fact trying to justify what they're doing. Folks, this increased rule is proposed to affect over 500 counties in the United States and will have a devastating in fact, impact on manufacturing. I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned in the next segment because I want you to uh, 
understand what some of these things can do to our economy and how they affect us and how important it is and to reach out to your representatives and let them know they should not be they sh- we should push back on this just like the the European farmers did there's power in the people and we can beat this stuff back but we have to be aware first we have to be educated I'm also going to encourage you to contact me if you want to learn how to navigate this chaotic economic period we're in how to guarantee returns on your money, increase the returns on your money, reduce your taxes, get positive cash flow in your funds. Your personal bank does all that, so I encourage you to contact me. Stay tuned in the next segment. You're not going to want to miss it because i got some great stuff to share with you. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Inflation remains higher than average. I'm Ference, host of the Your Personal Bank Show. Inflation increases costs and is typically bad for stocks and real estate values. Your personal bank dividends are interest rate sensitive. This can help offset inflation. For more info, tune in to the Your Personal Bank Show or contact Ferentz at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Your Personal Bank with Ference Tell. Have a question for Ference? Contact him at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ference. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank show. This is Ference. In the first segment, I was sharing one of the wins to be encouraged. The European farmers have won. By protesting, again, if you haven't paid attention to what's going on, go on to, go online. You can see the protests that the farmers had. It is awesome. And that shows us that's a lesson to be learned. There's power in the people. There's power in protesting and standing up for your rights. We are getting attacked. Our farmers are getting attacked much in the same ways that the European farmers are. So hopefully we start to see some pushback in that area also. Well, the latest thing that the Biden administration is pushing on us is these reducing fine particulate matter to a level that's far below anything that industry states will be beneficial. In fact, it's going to cost us economically in a very significant way. The new EPA rule is expected to put over 500 counties out of compliance. It'll be difficult because here's the other reason. This is what's so ironic about it. It's stated that 84% of fine particulate emissions now come from non-industrial sources, things like wildfires and road dust. And those are really costly and hard to control. So they're really focusing on industry, which only accounts for 16% of the fine particulate matter in our air. It's going to have devastating economic impacts. Even the EPA themselves have stated that the fine particulate matter in our air has dropped by 42% since 2000. In other words, we have some of the cleanest air we've ever had, and yet they're pushing it further. It's an attack on industry and business. It's going to be an attack on jobs at a time we don't need that. 
There's predictions by the industry, by over 30 industry groups, as this will affect something like over a million manufacturing jobs in the United States. And on top of all that, it'll make the standards in the United States some of the world's most burdensome. They're wanting to bring the annual standards down to th- it's 9 micrograms per cubic meter. Well, Japan's standard is at 15. The U.K. and European Union are at 20. And by the way, China and India are at 35. It will make us less competitive. We already have some of the cleanest. I'm for clean air. Don't get me wrong. And even the EPA, like I said earlier, has already stated we have 42% cleaner air now than we did 20 years ago. Obviously, what we've been doing has been working. Our air is cleaner today than it was 20 years ago. Why push on the industry, affect the economy in a devastating manner when, when there isn't a problem. Again, it goes back to the, like the European farmers. It's bureaucrats in Washington to think they need to do something or have some kind of agenda, and they interfere with our lives, our, our economic lives, our lives, farmers' lives, industries' lives, whatever it may be. And the reality is what they need to understand is we don't want them in their lives. We don't want them doing anything. We just want them actually to stay out of our lives and just keep things running smoothly, keep the country safe, and let us live our lives and leave us alone. That's the part they need to understand. That's what Washington needs to understand. I'm going to get on that some more, but I got to touch on some other things because there's so much information today I got to share with you. There's something that happened in the stock market that hasn't happened since 1987. And this is a really, really bad sign and something that probably should not be ignored. So apparently last week, the stock market went up overall, but the number of market losers was more than twice the number of winners in the S&P 500. Again, the last time that ever happened was in 1987, which was a day after Black Monday. What this means is there's an extremely low level of stocks participating in the market rally. That is a real cause for skepticism. That's not healthy, and that is not a good thing. Yet, this S&P 500 is closing at record highs. In other words, on the surface, it looks great, but you dig underneath the surface just a little bit, and things get really dicey. This is not something to be, this is not good news. My point is simple. Be cautious moving forward. Reduce your market risk. When's the best time? You know, the whole rule, buy low, sell high. We've all heard that one. Well, what's a good time to sell when it's high? Well, people say, well, then I'll have taxes. Well, would you rather sell high, have some taxes because you made some money? Or would you rather hang on and ride it back down and lose what you could have made? My point is when you sell that, if, you ha- if it's a taxable account anyway, it means you're going to pay taxes at some point. It's not, that's one of the things I share with people all the time about taxes. If you have money that's taxable, you'll say has taxable gains, which most investments do. Your personal bank doesn't, by the way. You can grow your money tax-free and access it tax-free and pass it on to yours tax-free, which is a really powerful key. But my point is simple. You have an account that, of course, is taxable if you sell it. Here's the reality. You're probably not going to get away from that. In other words... If you're going to pay taxes, you're going to pay. If you sell it now, you're going to pay taxes. You sell it next week, next year, 10 years from now, or when you die, you're going to pay the taxes, right? In other words, the taxable portion is really not yours, is it? The taxable portion is the IRS's. If you, and they have a lien, if you will, on that account. 
the taxable portion. When you come to realize that, that it's not yours, never was yours, never will be yours, it's a little easier to swallow to pay the taxes at a time now when maybe you had a nice gain. Maybe you got an advantage. That's a great time to cash in the chips, if you will. You did really well. Pay the tax. And if you can do it, you can do it wisely. You can look at like where your taxable income is. You can do a certain portion of it, say this year, maybe some at another point. My point is simple, is you can be strategic or proactive about how much you pay in tax on that gain. In other words, would you rather be proactive or would you rather be reactive? Again, the tax is going to be due at the point you sell that account, you sell that whatever that is, that stock, that position, that account, whatever it is. Why not be a little proactive with it? And I'm not necessarily saying sell all of it. I'm selling, I'm stating make a, make a strategic decision to sell a portion of it, a portion that makes sense. You made a nice gain. That's great. Awesome. If you happen to be one of the winners, not one of the losers, obviously, and take your winnings and go. It's what they do in Vegas. That's what wise gamblers do in Vegas, right? They peel off some of their winnings because you don't want to keep them in on the table, so to speak, to continue to be subject to risk to potentially lose, right? In other words, we all understand if you had to pay 20% in tax or 30% in tax, let's say, if you sold a position, we all understand and you've made a really good gain, nice gain on it. We all understand that amount could be lost in taxes in the next few weeks or months. That's a real, or the next year. That's all a very realistic situation. So you need to understand that. Here's another reason why I say might be a good time to take your winnings, cash in your chips on some of those winnings. Yes, I understand there's potential tax on it, but be be strategic about it. And I can uh, help you with that. If you want to contact me, yourpersonalbank.com and help you determine what's a strategic amount for you and keep your taxes at a minimum, right? Again, be strategic, be proactive, not reactive. If you don't have a plan, I assure you, the IRS has one for you. But here's some other data that should cause you at least some concern to be cautious. New data has come out showing credit card delinquencies have increased 53% since 2023. Loan balances have also continued to rise, increasing not over 9% on credit cards since 2023. Layoffs in the last month have increased 136%. I've discussed this. There's been a number of articles on this that companies are increasing their layoffs because they're concerned about a soft economy or a recession. The job growth for the private sector payrolls for January was 35% lower than December. In other words, a lot of the numbers we're seeing on employment and stuff, unfortunately, have to do with a lot of this government spending. A lot of the government spending is propping up the numbers. And the bottom line is overall real wages. And this is important to understand because this has a true impact on the economy. Two-thirds of the economy of GDP, I should say, is consumer spending. Well, overall real wages since Biden took office has now decreased 3.4%. Wages have gone up, yes, but inflation has gone up more, which means people have lost 3.4% over the last of their buying power over the last three years which historically is an absolutely unequivocally awful number. There's nothing good about that number. You look at it historically, it is bad. My point is proceed with caution and more so than ever, 
I'm trying to help people understand it's better to be uh, proactive than reactive. Look at it, see what makes sense, peel off some of those winnings. You, If you're fortunate to have those, I know many people that do, and it's a human nature thing. It's like it, Vegas lives off of this, folks, it's, and, and the stock market in many ways operates under the same mentality. It deals with human behaviors of fear and greed. Greed is a powerful motivator, and you you get you get on the table or you get in the stock market and you're making money and it's growing and it's hard to walk away when you're making money and it's growing, not realizing what's another saying we always hear is what pigs get fed and hogs get slaughtered. In other words, you stay in the game too long. You stay in long enough. Vegas has a statement. If you you can win sometimes, but if you play the game long enough, they will get their share. Wall Street has some of that kind of same stay, stay sayings, unfortunately. Now, I'm not saying the stock market's a bad investment in the long run. Don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand me. But what I am saying is we are at all-time highs. We have a very thinly traded market in terms of there are a few companies doing well. Many are not. And there's a lot of reason for skepticism for this rally to continue. What's a, what better time? than t- Could the markets go up from here, from where they're at now? Certainly. That absolutely can happen. Can they go down from here? Certainly. What you have to do, it's a, it's a risk assessment, folks. Any business owner understands this. Business owners don't take crazy risks. They take strategic risks. Investors, wise investors, do the same thing. We are, you're at the high end of the range, and we're at all-time highs with the S&P 500 and et cetera. The risk is far greater and far more potential downside at that point than to the upside. Would you be upset if you missed out on the last 10% of the upside, let's say, but then avoided a 20 or percent or more downside correction or recession even. The smart thing, the smart investor understands that, looks at that risk, takes the chips off the table when it makes sense like that, and then you can re-engage in the game, so to speak, when the numbers, when everything is corrected. Look, the market's not going to go up forever. It's, <laughs> I've asked, had folks ask me this question all the time. What do you think is going to happen? That all-time highs could go up from here, could go down from here. The reality is it's going to go back down. It's just a matter of when and how much, no one knows. But it will go back down. Just look at history. So don't get caught up in all that is what I'm trying to say. And it's easy to do that. That emotion of greed is so powerful. Wall Street lives off of it. So does Vegas. Don't get caught up in that same thing. Contact me at yourpersonalbank.com for more information. I can show you how to strategically divest some of that create a tax-free bucket of money, diversify, guaranteed, and then when the market readjusts and you want to re-engage, the money's liquid and available to do so. Stay tuned in the next segment. I'm going to share some more great information so you definitely don't want to miss this. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Your Personal Bank with Ference Tell. Have a question for Ference? Contact him at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ference. Welcome back to the Your Personal Bank show. This is Ference. So I'm going to give you a stat here, and I'm going to give you something to chew on. Do you realize that the amount of money the United States government has given to Ukraine since February of 22 amounts to $223 million per day? Let me say that again. The U.S. has given Ukraine $223 million per day since February of 2022. Now, you've got to ask yourself a question. Why? You also have to look at what is going on to understand why is our federal government so adamant about making Ukraine the primary focus and funding that they've been doing for so many things. In fact, just recently, the Senate just passed a bill to send Ukraine another $60 billion, which would be about a third more of what they've already sent them well over 100. So it'd be about another third more without a border security bill. In other words, they're far more concerned about protecting Ukraine's border, except for ours. And we're going to talk about ours in a minute, but there's, you got to understand a reason why. Look, folks, here's the real, true, cynical part of all this. Our lawmakers, most of them that are up there, the one, by the way, it's about two-thirds, 67 senators voted for this. All the Democrats, of course, and about half the Republicans, and that's the rhinos, and that's what it comes down to. That's the uniparty. About two-thirds of our representatives don't care about us, don't care about U.S. citizens. They far, Frankly, it's not, and you know, here's the reality is they don't really care about Ukraine that much either. What it is is they care about themselves far more. It's no secret. Ukraine has been the most corrupt country in the world for decades. There's a lot of money laundering that goes along goes on in Ukraine. There's documented cases and situations of millions and billions of dollars being misplaced, unaccounted for, that's gone to Ukraine. Yet our senators, two-thirds of them, want to send more. Why in the world would they want to do that to an obviously corrupt place and much money, millions and billions of dollars is missing, they get some kind of benefit for it, folks. It's that simple. Follow the money. Much of that money, and there's very good tracking, banking records, all types of things showing, in fact, I saw a chart not too long ago showing how much money, in essence, from the Ukrainian money got refunneled back into campaign contributions to many of these very lawmakers that are voting for this support for Ukraine. So it's not that they really care about the Ukrainian border far more than they care about our own. Frankly, they could care less about either border. All they care about, really, is that they get their pockets lined. And the border issue doesn't put money in their pocket. In fact, it's the opposite. Let me give you some other statistics. And by the way, the southern border is the big topic of the day, and it should be for a lot of reasons. 
Here's a chart showing welfare use by legal status. And so people that are receiving any type of welfare, by the way, U.S.-born households, so U.S. citizens, of all the welfare that's given out, 39% of U.S.-born households receive some sort of welfare from the federal government, okay? Legal immigrant households, about 52%, receive some sort of benefit. These are the legal immigrants. Illegal immigrants receive 59% of illegal-headed households receive some type of welfare benefit. So the bottom line is the illegal illegal aliens, illegal immigrants, 59%, so 6 in 10, let's say, receive some kind of federal welfare benefit, federal, state, whatever. They receive some kind of welfare benefit. That's why they're coming, folks. We understand why they're coming. And then to add insult to injury, we have people like these illegals. I hate it when they call them migrants because they're not migrants. They're illegal aliens. They, a group of them in New York, very famously, beat up a couple of cops. It was on video. They're here illegally. They beat them up and then got arrested and then released, I believe, the same day, freed without bail. What kind, and this is in New York City, granted, but what kind of country do we live in where an illegal, somebody, they're a criminal already because they broke our laws crossing our border, then they get caught on film beating up a cop. My gosh, if you, you or I did that, we'd be rotting in jail right now, wouldn't we? We all know that. As If you were a citizen, give me a break. They were given vouchers. They were given money to get to New York. So our taxpayer money paid for them to get to New York. The incentives, the welfare, and all these things that are being given to these people is what encouraged them to come here. So they break the law to come here to get these incentives. They got transported for free. They probably got free housing, food, all of those things paid for by you and I. Then they beat up a couple cops, and they get released without bail. Now, here's the good news. Uh, The only good news I can see of all this is this has gotten a whole lot of people riled up, and rightly so, and not even just conservatives, just about uh, folks across the spectrum. That is what is the silver lining, if you will, of that situation. Hopefully, hopefully. And I can only hope and pray, and I ask you if if you're that type to pray that Enough people are waking up. I believe they are. That's the encouraging part. Again, I'm being more and more encouraged as we go forward that things are starting. The tide is turning. It's like this big ship. It takes time for that big ship to turn. But when it finally starts turning, it turns, and then it, it, you can't turn it. You're not going to turn it back. It's hard to turn back, too. To give you an idea how out of control many of these representatives are, particularly on the Democrat side, recently there was a bill... It did pass. It was a bill in the House that voted against, uh, voted for deporting illegal immigrants charged with DUIs. 150 Democrats voted against it. Of course, all, pretty much I think all the Republicans voted for it, and about a, a number of Democrats actually voted for it, so it passed. But 150 voted against it. Folks, you and I know if you get caught with a DUI, what happens? I mean, they throw the book at you. You got a lot of costs. They slant, you know, you're in jail. You've got you get your license taken away. All kinds of bad things happen, and rightly so. 150 Democratic Congress people right now cannot even vote for 
passing a bill that requires deporting illegal immigrants that are charged with DUIs. That's how out of control those people are. Folks, they need to be voted out of office. They need to be replaced. And all of them are up for re-election in November. That's the good news. Hopefully a bunch of them will be. But to, again, add insult to injury. New York City now is out handing out $53 million in prepaid credit cards to immigrant, illegal immigrants. It's going to help pay them, help them buy food and baby supplies and all that kind of stuff. They came up with fifty. Now, Mayor Eric Adams has been crying and screaming and all this stuff saying that New York City can't handle all the illegal immigrants that are coming, yet they now announce they're going to give them prepaid debit cards. Now, where did they come up with the $53 million? Look, if they have the money to pay $53 million to house them in hotels, give them food, and do all this stuff for illegal immigrants, why can't they take care of our own citizens, our own citizens who need help or homeless? How about the homeless vets, the people that actually put their lives on the line for our, protect our freedoms? Shouldn't they be taken care of first? This has gotten a lot of people riled up also because, again, that is, that's beyond ridiculous. That I, I just, I don't even know. I mean, again, I don't have to go on about this. Anyone who hears about this is outraged. I've, I've heard some people who are far from conservative discuss some of these things and just, uh, even in the sports arena, I heard one of the guys, I can't remember his name now. He's big in the basketball. He's on ESPN all the time. And he was revved up about this, and rightly so. There is no, and here's the last thing I want you to understand about this $53 million that New York City's planning to hand out to these illegal immigrants. Where did the money come from? Ultimately, from the taxpayers, you and I, or they printed it, which means more inflation, right? Which means everyone pays for it. So the bottom line is we're paying for, we're supporting illegal immigrants to the tune of $53 million just in the city of New York. But it goes beyond that. Washington State diverted $340 million in federal COVID funds to illegal immigrants, and then including $1,000 checks. And they've been doing this since 2020, folks. Apparently, it ran out recently because they ran out of money. Where did those COVID funds come from? Now, they were supposedly to take care of small businesses and people who lost their jobs and all those kinds of things, citizens, right? But it turns out $340 million from the state of Washington ended up in illegal immigrants' hands. And where did the money come from originally? Taxpayers, you and I. It's federal monies that was given to them. So we helped pay for a bunch of illegal immigrants in the state of Washington. Are you getting tired of our current leadership yet? Are you getting tired of the direction they're taking us? I'll give you another one. Elon Musk stated this. A few other things many people don't know. Illegals in America now can get bank loans, mortgages, insurance, driver's license, free health care in California and New York, and in-state college tuition. His point is simple. What's the point of being a citizen if an illegal gets all the benefits but doesn't pay taxes or have to do jury duty? He's right. And if you don't believe him, here's an Here's a, a um, brochure from the University of California pointing out that they, they call it undocumented students. They're illegal immigrants. They, they have status to qualify for many forms of financial aid, including exemption from non-resident tuition, 
which means they're eligible for in-state tuition, along with Cal grants, UC grants and scholarships, and private scholarships. In other words, you can cross the border illegally, never could have contributed to this country in one way whatsoever, get paid, get free travel, housing, food, whatever, free health care in California and New York, and, oh, guess what? Let's throw on free college education. If you went to college, did you get free college education? You might have if you had a scholarship or a grant or something, but most of us had to at least pay for some, if not all of it. I got some scholarships, but I had to pay for the rest. I also served in the military to help cover for the cost of college. So I was fortunate that I graduated without any debt, but I served three years in the U.S. military to do that. I think that's a fair trade. I don't, I don't think somebody should be able to hop the mortar, come over here illegally, and get free free college. I'm sorry. I have a problem with that, and I hope you do too. And I hope you vote accordingly. We have to get rid of these people that have ridiculous agendas. I'm going to encourage you to stay tuned in the last segment here because I'm going to discuss the reasons why. Again, you need to understand why so you understand how it affects you, your economy, your money, all of us. So don't miss it. Birdie told me Voice America is on X. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Welcome back to Your Personal Bank with Ferentz Tell. Have a question for Ferentz? Contact him at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. Now back to the show with Ferentz. Welcome back to Your Personal Bank Show. This is Ferentz. So in the last segment, we were discussing all the benefits that illegal immigrants, and that's what they are. They're illegals. They broke the law, so they are criminals. To call them anything other than that is wrong. All the benefits they get, including housing, food, free health care in, in some states like California, New York, and now they're advertising for free college in California at least. All these things that they're getting, all these enticements, why is all this money all, and again, it's not the Biden administration or the state governments or the cities given the money. Where did the money come from? This is something I've stated for a long, long time. You need, if you don't get this, you need to understand this about government. No government has any money. Government has no money. Where do they get it? From taxpayers like you and I, or they print it, the federal government at least. And if they print more, that, of course, creates more inflation, which means everything costs more for all of us. Therefore, we all pay for it. So the government has no money, so they're not giving away free anything. What they're doing is they're stealing from the taxpayers 
They're taking it from the taxpayers and giving it, in my opinion, illegally, because it is against federal and state laws and all this stuff to do what they're doing. They're illegally giving the money that they've taken from us, the taxpayers, and giving it to illegal to criminals, illegal immigrants. That's what's happening. Now, there's a solution. Vote these people out. City, state, local, federal, you name it. If you have a representative or representatives in various levels of government that support this stuff, that support taking your tax dollars and, and or printing more to give it to illegals, so therefore we all have to pay more, and we as citizens don't get these benefits, the illegals do, then vote them out. I stated this on a previous show. What if, you know, the House of Representatives is a great example. They're all up for re-election every two years. This November, 435 representatives are up for re-election. As I stated earlier, 150 of the Democrats could not even vote for um, deporting illegal immigrants, immigrants that were charged with DUIs. By the way, if you've had a DUI, that means you could have killed somebody. They couldn't even support that. Those folks need to be replaced, period, all of them. What if we did that as the American people, as U.S. citizens? I don't care what side of the spectrum you are politically, but what kind of message would that send? That would be awesome. That would be more than a shot across the bow. One thing politicians listen to is any threat to their jobs, right? That's what they listen to. We need to send a shot heard around the world. A 1776 freedom-type moment to wake them up once and for all and let them know they work for us, not the other way around. They're there to represent us. I don't care if you are on a city council, a school board, a state assembly member, or U.S. Congress. It doesn't matter. You work for us, the people, the citizens, not your own agenda. That's the message they need. They also need to know they need to stay out of our lives, limit their impact on our lives, and allow us to just leave us alone. Let us live our lives. And if they refuse to do that, replace them. It gets worse, folks. Not only like Elon Musk stated, he said here that Biden's opened the uh, border floodgates so Democrats can stay in power. That is it. They've talked about this repeatedly. As he said, one, get as many illegals in the country as possible. Two, legalize them to create a permanent majority or a one-party state because they believe a majority of them will vote for them. It's that simple. That's why they're encouraging so much illegal immigration. Why can 150 Democrats not vote for deporting illegal immigrants that have been charged with DUIs? Because they would be deporting the future votes, in their opinion. It's that simple. That's why they won't go after these people. That's why they won't send them back. None of it. It needs to happen, folks. It needs to happen. And you don't believe me? Well, here's one. Maryland, Maryland County argues for power to create school board seat limited to illegal immigrant vote. Hey, folks, they started on the local levels and they build it up from them. They give them work permit visas. Then they get driver's licenses. A lot of places and a lot of states, you can vote with those, those kinds of IDs. Heck, a lot of states, you don't even need any ID to vote, do you? You just have to be here, and they'll take the vote. You could be an illegal immigrant. You see the plan? It's very obvious in front of our nose. Mo many people are waking up to this, finally.
I just hope it's not too late and we can reverse this. The solution is simple. Vote these people out. They're in favor of illegal immigration. Or let's better to say, look at the few that are adamantly against it. It's not that many. And support those and replace the rest. It's quite easy. Even Dr. Phil has come out. He's not known for being super conservative by any means. But he took recently took a visit to the southern border. And his response, his response was, he goes, he's a different treatment of illegal immigrants at the border. It just shocked him. He said it's insane. He he discussed, uh, he met with some of the border patrol agents, and the border agents told him his idea that six or ten million have come across the border is completely false. The border agents told him they believe at least 13 to 14 million have entered this country since Biden took office. Look, they're the ones who know they're on the ground, which is more than double what the administration has claimed. Who do you believe? Our current administration or the border agents that are on the ground? They also, border agents told Dr. Phil, and I thought this was interesting. He said they could get the crisis under control overnight only if they were allowed to do their jobs. They even stated, we don't need more money. We don't need more agents. We don't need anything. We just need to be allowed to do our job and we could stop it cold. That's the reality, folks. It's happening because the current administration believes they're going to get future votes from these people. We have to stop them or it's going to happen. It's just that simple. There's a few other things that I want to touch on beyond the border that needs to illustrate why the current administration, the current leadership, the the current elected officials that we have on the federal level, particularly, but also many in the state levels and even local levels need to be replaced. And we have that opportunity this November. That's the good news. But recently, our Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, was asked these questions, and then there's proof of this, that the Treasury Department has been surveilling legal purchases of citizens. And how they were doing this is they were flagging various transactions that included terms like MAGA, Trump, religious texts, you know, statements from the Bible. They also had keywords such as Dick's Sporting Goods, Cabela's, Bass Pro Shops, etc. If you've purchased anything in those types of stores or online in the last couple of years, the reality is the Treasury Department probably has a list. You're probably on a list. So if you dealt their extremism indicator includes purchases of books like the Bible or if you purchased ammunition or guns or whatever through a number of the sporting goods stores, you're on a list from the Treasury Department. Is it the job of our federal government to be tracking citizens' legal purchases of guns, firearms, and Bibles? I think not. That is beyond illegal. That is beyond (laughs) right to privacy. It's unconstitutional on every level, yet they are doing it. We're not going to get the current people in, in those positions of power to stop. They're ideologues. This is their agenda. They have their reprobates, in my opinion, that you're not going to convert them. The only thing we can do is replace them, and to replace them, we have to change the administration. Put somebody in charge that's not going to 
higher administrators and bureaucrats that are going to track you when you buy a gun or buy a fishing rod at Bass Pro Shop or a Bible at the local Christian store or online. Folks, that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous. But let me give you a few other ridiculous reasons why the current administration needs to be replaced. And here's one that could literally be life-threatening. Here is a current job listing for an air traffic controller on the FAA's website. Look, if you don't believe this, just look it up. They are advertising job listings for air traffic controllers that can have an intellectual disability or have history of seizures. That's okay. Do you want the people that are directing the planes, the airplanes in the sky, their sole job is to make sure two planes don't run into each other? Because let's face it, when two planes run into each other, really bad stuff happens. People die. Do you want that person to have a seizure potentially because they've had a history of that or they have an intellectual disability? I'm sorry, folks, that's going to get people killed. But that's the agenda that our current administration is taking. And you need to be aware of it. Now, I'm going to finish with some things, some solutions. And if this just seems crazy to you, I hope this wakes you up. But this is something you need to understand. This is from this is the trademark of Marxism. This will help you understand because these folks are Marxists. Marxists lie, and they lie so overtly and blatantly that people begin to question their own perceptions. This is in the Karl Marx, in the book of Marx. Marx, it works because no one expects another person to lie so overtly. But Marxists don't believe in this shared truth, and they use words as weapons. So until you learn to keep this in mind during interactions with Marxists, you're going to get played. They're going to rely on you implicitly assuming that you have good, they have good intentions and are aimed at sharing truth so the dialogue can be productive. It's a, whole, it's a deception. It's a lie. For Marxists, dialogue is not a way of attaining truth. It is a form of manipulation. One of the ways I've shared this all the time is if you replace, you've heard the terms threat to democracy lately. That's what we always hear. Trade that out with threat to our oligarchy or threat to our control, and suddenly everything they say starts to make sense. These are the keys to understanding what's going on and not be played, not to be manipulated. Understand what's really going on out there. Replace these people that are trying to replace you as a citizen, giving more rights today to illegal aliens than you get as a citizen. That is already happening, giving them money, giving money to places like Ukraine and other parts of the world, people that hate us even, instead of taking care of our own citizens, our own country. We have to replace these people. Until that happens, I believe we'll see more chaos. And certainly I believe we'll see more economic chaos. I believe that we are going to see some challenging times, particularly this year, 2024. If you want to weather the storm and even thrive in it by having some of your money guaranteed, insured, guaranteed, and tax-free, have liquidity, high liquidity, access to the money, and even learn how to earn interest on it when you spend it, contact me at yourpersonalbank.com. And as always, stay tuned next week to for another great show of more great information. And as long as it's in our money or on our money, in God we trust. Thanks for tuning in to Your Personal Bank. 
We hope Ferenc Douth has helped you attain the tools you need to achieve financial freedom. Contact him at 866-268-4422 or yourpersonalbank.com. That's 866-268-4422. 